You're about to view an episode of Sites on EdTech, Sanitelli Ventures interview series with people from the education technologies world. I'm your host, Luigi Morino, and in this episode, I interviewed Monica Katkut, CEO of Teachers Lead Tech, a guided learning space for primary school teachers to upskill themselves technologically and bring such skills to the classroom. Here is the interview. I'm very happy to be speaking to Monica today. Thank you for joining us, Monica. Hi, Luigi. Thanks for having me. First of all, could you please explain what Teachers Lead Tech is and what the story behind it is? It's a, a long and a short story in, in, in one person uh, who's sitting here. Um, I've started in tech education seven years ago. Um, win an after-school club for kids because when working in the tech industry and in startups, I saw you know that those people who work in the startups are the real gold miners of 21st century. And I was looking at them and thinking, you know, um, how they ended up here. What happened in their lives that they ended up in technology industry and they're actually reshaping the world and have much wider possibilities in their careers, in their salaries, in the ways they can live and what they can create. And, uh, and one of the things that was standing out was that most of them ended up in technology by an accident. It was so, so early and their curiosity led to early coding um, lessons, to, to informatics. But most of them were uh, people who were good in maths and um, had very big passion for building something. Yeah. And uh, technological skills gave them that opportunity. So when looking at that, I thought, I was wondering to myself, what would happen if ability to create with tech was part of a basic skill set? that kids acquire at school today. Because I see ability to create with technology as important in 21st century as reading and writing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and that's where I started seven years ago. Um, it was a very playful and emotional journey. And um, I think in 2019, we've got a grant from Google.org to start working with primary school teachers. And, you know, we thought it will be only a grant and we'll see how it works. But after first month, the first months, it was kind of obvious that if we want to make it um, a part of formal education, a part of everyday basic skill building to every child, we have to work with teachers. And in the midst of pandemic, we launched Teachers Lead Tech, which is a guided learning space for primary school teachers to learn to create with technology. Okay, okay. So where have you launched during the pandemic? We've launched in uh, Lithuania and in September 2020. Uh, we've launched with 600 teachers, which was what, 14 months ago. And now we have over 3,000 teachers working with us. So how does the model work? It's a yearly uh, subscription that you come and join a year-long learning program 
okay. where you have at least two, two models a year. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, and it's split into smaller uh, sections. Like you go through technological concept, and then you have a creative lesson. So we have our own pedagogical approach, which is understand, practice, and then create. So uh, who is the customer? Uh, is it, are schools the customer? Uh, are they public or private schools mainly? They're mostly public because we don't have as many uh, private schools in Lithuania to kind of to be exclusive to them. And uh, we work with schools nationwide and uh, our kind of the person we serve is a primary school teacher, average age 49, 98% being women. And we serve them in most remote little villages to capital schools. Yeah. So, and we bring it as a kind of continuous support and learning system to kind of cover entire four-year primary education. Right. And the ones who pay are, you know, um, the ones who pay for the teacher's uh, learning process are very different. It can be the school, it can be municipality, it can be technology company investing into teachers. And uh, one day, I hope we'll have national governments investing into teachers as well. Sure, sure, sure. Can you tell me a little bit more about the platform and, it, and its features? How does it work? Mm -hmm. So our platform is rather simple because it's more about its, its purpose is to guide teachers through the learning process and to store content that can be easily accessed and also um, pro um, provided in a way for teachers to understand easily and use it in classroom. We're also working now on, on ways to assist teachers while they are in the classroom where, when they're already working with kids because it's quite a challenge when, when, you're, when you're teaching a very new subject and you have 20 plus kids in the room asking for your help. So I think um, that's one of the uh, kind of technological developments we'll, we'll work on more next year. But um, I think what we're trying to achieve is to kind of have our own secret sauce, what it means to guide successfully a teacher from, I can't do this, this is impossible to, I'm so proud of myself and, um, and you know, building this learning path to a primary school teacher is usually rewarding because you're not only um, changing their curriculum, but you're also building up their confidence that they can actually, you know, be an amazing teacher in 21st century schools. Definitely, definitely. I'd like to ask you, I, I, I think you took a demo uh, to show us. Sure, I would love to. So I'll, I'll show you our um, very tiny, um, very short uh, a demo in English because we only have a, a demo version of our, in English of our product because uh, the audience we work is primary school teachers. So wherever, whichever market we go to, we go, we're going to be in a local, uh, launching our products in a local language. I we'll see. not try to add more stress to the teacher. 
so it, they can be kind of feel softer and supported in at least language wise that they can understand what's happening around them i see i see okay uh, but uh, you also have uh, the possibility to show us the lithuanian platform after the uh, english demo yeah sure ah, let's do that then um okay go ahead whenever you like Hi there, my name is Vasa, I'm from Teachers Lead Tech and I'm here to show you around our Teachers Lead Tech learning platform. So right now we are in a home screen where each teacher sees her guided learning path. For English speaking teachers, right now we have Intro to Technology Creativity and Healthy Planet course that consists of four more lessons if you press right here. Each lesson is based on our methodology Understand, Practice, Create, which leads teacher and learner from fundamental understanding of technological concepts to creative expression. And each lesson has all the materials that are needed to transfer these skills and apply this lesson in the classroom, such as handout for students, lesson plan for teachers, video instructions, and all the de detailed information about this lesson. Right here in the learning map, you can see all the courses that we have available, um, such as creative digital literacy, virtual reality, creative program, programming, and others. Right now, we have Healthy Mind and uh, Intro to technology creativity available, yet we are getting ready to launch other courses for English-speaking teachers as well. In live sessions uh, menu bar, you can see all the uh, live online skill building sessions that we have planned for teachers. So teacher uh, can uh, join us live or watch session recording later. And in this help button, you can also find us and ask us any questions. So this is us in a nutshell, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on board. Okay, thank you. Um, so uh, how about in the Lithuanian version, which uh, products do you have on there? Which courses? Let's go. So the interesting part with our Lithuanian version is that we even have a different name in Lithuania. <sighs> And it took us a year to be brave enough to change our name because teachers just couldn't pronounce our name in English. <laughs> you know, for primary school teachers, just for a tiny, a tiny few, English is a very natural uh, yeah. language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and uh, that's why we switched to Lithuanian and it made things so much easier because when teachers talk to each other, they just say our name, Bedley and they remember it easier and they yeah. feel the tone, etc. So we believe that wherever we go, we'll have a very local name there, just because yeah. we care about teachers not be, being, that they feel that they're part of the community and yeah. they don't have a kind of a, a, a fear to even say our name out loud. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you land here, you, you enter the main page where you get the, you know, the most important announcements. For example, this one is with our partnership with Google and their Be Internet Awesome open course 
So it's one of the ways we attract new teachers is we have partners who we do content projects with, but most of the other teachers join um, as, a, as paid users and they join their, um, their learning path for an entire school year. For example, uh, here you can see what, uh, what uh, modules and what lessons are planned for you in an upcoming month, depending on which um, learning path you've built uh, to yourself. And you can see what lessons are upcoming, what modules do you have. For example, this is Scratch 2. It means that you've already went through the first course and now you're going to level two and continuing. And for the, my, that's one of our newest, which is data analysis. And we have primary school teachers already programming data and sorting data with third or four graders. And they're doing amazing, actually. We were wow, really, wow. really... We were really, really kind of um, uh, scared that we'll be asking too much from teachers, yeah. but we're so slow and patient and, uh, and um, um, we're trusting them in advance and they do amazing results. And, um, it's, and they're, nice. those guys who are finishing data analysis um, in January, they'll start a artificial intelligence course in February. Um, so it's a, it's a very, our approach is to introduce them to a wide variety of technological tools and technological concepts so they can actually not only um, use it, but actually play and merge and blend um, different tools when thinking about technological solutions. I guess uh, what's very important to emphasize and what's really uh, came to us as um, uh, as an insight in a very painful way after going in kind of in our project for um, uh, with our pilot project um, two years ago. Uh, we wanted teachers to learn technological concepts and be so pro and move fast, but it was too much for them. It was too new. It was too demanding. And also it was so much out of their scope what they have to do in the classroom. So what we did actually was that we took, for example, um, we took, for example, uh, technological concepts such as cycles. Uh, we teach it in Scratch, but the creative lessons we offer, creative projects we offer are subject-based. Yeah. So for example, cycles can come in maths or in biology. You can teach oh, them okay, yeah. history etc. So it's not another lesson. It's a skill that is easily blended into your day-to-day -day curriculum. And it's really, really helpful to the teachers. Okay, okay. Um, do you have a map showing us all the courses that you have on the I can, uh, It's It's under development now, but I can, because I'm a very eager learner, I can show you mine. Of course, the one thing um, that we're working on as well, and would I think it will be very nice to see, um, it will be nice to see it live in the processes that we're um, trying to find the one, the secret sauce I've mentioned to you. What's your learning pace? What's your best, you know, a way to learn? Do you like to li watch live sessions or would you watch recordings, etc.? And what's your um, progress in an entire school year? So it's kind of 
finding that um, um, a guided uh, learning path uh, secret sauce to teacher success. Sure, and then sure. my learning path, I can see all the kind of the courses I've added to my gallery. So you have data analysis, 3D modeling, scratch in three levels, storytelling, uh, healthy planet. And if you want to add more, you can have something, uh, you can see the models that are not on your list and uh, might, might be hidden. For example, um, Google scores for being internet awesome, scratch three. And if uh, and there are some models that are not published yet because they're coming only in February, such as yeah. artificial intelligence and virtual reality. So it's there's plenty for teachers to to work with. And um, the third part is um, your classroom profile because uh, just to see and you can we don't expect teachers to follow us our agenda on how often or what uh, creative lessons they need, uh, they should transfer to kids. But we also do our best to facilitate their smoother beginnings. Sure, sure. Because from what we saw, our onboarding process to our product ends when teacher has uh, taught at least two or three lessons in the classroom. Mm, mm, mm. can you know they can watch recordings for two or three months but before they hit the classroom and realize and embody uh um and embody what it actually means what it actually means to their kids it's uh it's um it's um still just part of the journey so on the platform are there lesson plans that then the teachers can use uh with the kids or uh is the content on the platform uh just the the the, te uh, the teaching material for the teachers themselves so when you have uh when you have uh, when you come to into a lesson that you pick you have um um you have um, um handouts that are either to the teacher or to the uh to the student and as i've said those handouts this part is uh, what we're experimenting with and we'll be launching uh, a beta version very soon where we'll be adding more mm, more help to the student to be um, self-sufficient within the lesson mm -hmm. so it will be a virtual handout rather than just a pdf or a print i see i see and so of the teachers that you have had uh, on your platform uh, uh, learning uh, scratch and learning uh data analysis and uh, and so on all the courses you have uh, on the platform uh how many of them have actually started teaching these subjects that they have had a chance to learn on teachers lead tech platform so i would say around um, i think we have around 75 percent actually active teachers uh who do use us regularly and uh, around 65% who already um, uh, tried it in the classroom. Oh, and, our okay. goal, and our goal is 80%. Sure, uh, sure. And just to, um, just to kind of find best ways and tips and tricks and um, support systems that uh, it becomes a regular, regular practice. How are you? Yeah. How are you collecting the feedback about 
uh, when they actually start teaching uh, the courses? Do they uh, tell you or uh, is there a system embedded in the platform? Mm -hmm. Very good question. Most of the now, most of what we hear from teachers now, it's either through their uh, written feedback. We've had uh, um, uh, scientific research done last year that we've received some qualitative and quantitative feedback from the teachers. Also, we get feedback when we have uh, live virtual sessions where teachers share their uh, experience. But that's exactly why we're building that um, those um, virtual handouts to kids so we can actually see what's happening in the classroom. We won't personalize it to children, so we won't collect data. We won't, we won't understand what, what child did what, but we want to understand what's happening in the classroom and how we can serve and help teachers to actually teach and, um, and uh, work with kids in the classroom. So I think it's, sure. it's in a way it might become a teacher's assistant in teaching uh, coding and other technological concepts. Okay, okay, that's very interesting. Thanks for showing us the uh, uh, Lithuanian platform. So uh, something that I was thinking while you were showing us the platform um, is the difficulty for teachers to find the time for uh, self-training uh, and uh, uh, learning. Um, how did you manage to get this across with public schools, uh, public schools principals or whomever you actually interface with? And how did you manage to get teachers to schedule the time for their own learning? Mm. Um, I think our um, system in Lithuania is a bit different because usually teachers finish their work around um, in the afternoon. Um, uh, so it's not, it doesn't, you know, and last until like 6 or 5 p.m. So um, they might have a little bit more flexibility, but it's just, um, I think it, it's, it's a very tiny difference, but uh, um, to be honest, I don't know. You don't know when, when they schedule the time for themselves. I have no idea. I, ah. think, uh, I, I don't think it's, um, I think it's an extra effort to them. And that's why we're very, very grateful for their bravery. And I think it's a, uh, it's um it's uh it's also an extra effort not only finding the time to learn but actually finding uh courage and uh to start working with kids sure because, uh, and most of of that comes from i think no matter how hard teachers resist most of them already understand that the shift is happening pandemic accelerated it they understand that you know you can't keep children sitting at the table for 45 minutes uh copying uh letters and expect them to be active learners so i think they feel it but at the same time i do understand why they're scared because the enormity and the amount of new approaches and suggestions is so huge and uh, i think uh, uh the new generation of products that will serve teachers will have to be very very systematic yeah the yeah, yeah. tool you have to be a system to support yeah. the teacher and um and i guess it's uh, it's uh, and also at the end of the day primary school teachers are mostly teachers who chose this profession because they love kids 
And as soon as they see sparkles in their kids' eyes, as soon as they see that kids that, you know, were struggling are succeeding, we have kids with learning difficulties and even um, learning disabilities succeeding in, in the classroom. They kind of, they have such a relief because they finally have something to um, give to the kids that they're excited about. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. And usually those teachers are the ones influencing their colleagues. Right, right, right. This is very interesting that uh, you say, uh, teachers are sufficiently self-motivated to find the time to utilize teachers lead tech uh, to learn the skills that then they're gonna be teaching in the classroom. So uh, this is interesting because of a debate on how much uh, coercive power is needed in helping teachers to, <laughs> or, or in driving teachers to uh, uh, change the methodologies in which they teach. Uh, your experience is that they are sufficiently self-motivated when they have a tool such as Teachers Lead the Tech to actually uh, be the drivers of this learning path themselves without the need of coercive measures. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say exactly that uh, they're uh, self-sufficient because the kind of the decision-making process to begin with might be very coercive. Okay. They might join because they were pushed to, recommended to, and they, you know, they uh, they see that they won't be able to avoid it. Yeah. But it's our job to make it work for them as quickly as possible. Okay. So in a few months, in a two, three, four months, sometimes it's six months. Sometimes after the first year, they understand why they did it, and um, it's a it's a huge responsibility to us but uh, also but also we cannot expect teachers to change their approaches in you know one or two sessions it takes time sure. and it takes time in the classroom mostly sure and, sure uh, it's a, i think it's quite coercive and coercive in terms that we're really really um uh, convincing them <laughs> to join we have colleagues convincing them we have principals convincing teachers and we have a lot of teachers who not a lot of but who you know refuse to join even their principals suggest that you should try you know that's why we say you know that you know we're we now have um we're now reaching 40% of teachers in Lithuania and are going for 80% for the next school year because we know that 100% is just... Oh, wow, so that, that percentage was of the total uh, amount of teachers in Lithuania. Yes, we're wow. a small country. <laughs> oh. And we're uh, working very fast. Yeah, That's absolutely impressive. Do you have, by, by the way... Um, I need to ask the question, do you have any competition in uh, providing these services? We have competition in terms of uh, content providers, but in terms of systematic uh, teacher upskilling and, uh, and creating um, not digital content, but actually uh, create a, uh, content focused on creative technology skill building. Sure, because sure, sure. We have a lot of, we have quite a lot of, you know, kind of informatics tasks, etc. But it's not appealing to kids these days. So it's a, you know, like scratch. It should be a non-negotiable next to alphabet and uh, calculus. 
it's just so smartly done and it yeah. appeals to every um natural learning um aspect kids in primary school have so it's um so it's um yeah so it's uh um i think it's not only that uh, we don't uh we don't have uh, competition it's also that we kind of were we're so heads on <laughs> and kind of we're we're not uh we we really want teachers to succeed it's sure. uh it's, it's um uh, those letters we receive from teachers in you know they're just heartwarming it's uh, it's so much better than any uh good you know than any good, uh, kind of marketing article uh, you, you you write or or any kind of public uh, notice uh, notices you get, but teachers' feedback is just you know it's some um, heart melting. What have you noticed when you were explaining uh, about uh, teachers that, uh, as much as uh, school principals uh, try to coerce them, <laughs> or you might try to convince them, some uh, really do not want to join. Uh, whereas others are quite um, receptive from the very start. Uh, what patterns have you noticed? Is it usually younger teachers are more keen uh, in joining and uh, teachers who are getting closer to retirement uh, are uh, less keen to, to try using uh, teachers lead tech? Uh, mm -hmm. which might might also be somewhat comprehensible uh, considering that up upskilling once one is uh close to uh being 60 close to retiring is uh rather hard and so uh without discussing whether it's understandable or not what kind of patterns have you noticed mm -hmm. you know I'm so pleased that our teacher community is breaking all the stereotypes we've heard before, uh, because there is no kind of um, one way pattern. Uh, there are uh, 3000 personalities who have different situations. And um, I guess uh, the most teachers who, who stand out are the ones that do it for their kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. about the age or location or their pedagogical experience. Of course, for younger teachers, it's much easier to learn because they're themselves, most of them, if they're in their early 20s, are digital natives and they, the digital literacy is just better when it comes to coding and virtual reality and kind of uh, technological concepts. But we had... Um, a teacher last year who uh, finished year one and she retired and she joined our uh, closing closing event and she said you know i wish i was born later because finally i you know finally it's something i believe is very valuable to my kids yeah. so it's it's just you know that we yeah we have three thousand learners and they're yeah everyone is very very different but yeah, yeah. Um, and um you know, the, the stories we get from teachers is that um, we don't have any excuses left to, <laughs> to stop because some of them, most of them have been in school for more than 20 years. So it's, uh, so yeah. they have all the skills needed to serve kids. So they just need to 
um, enhance their uh, and uplift and just expand their portfolio rather than, you know, to reinvent themselves, which sure, is, sure. and I think they're, that's the, mo the thing they're most afraid of because in the last decade, they've heard so much a push and um, and reforms that they need to change this, they need to change that, you should do that, you should do that. I think in, in they're already confused a little bit. Mm, 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 mm. No one actually came and told them, you're doing amazing. Let's talk what we can do, what how we can help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, really, yeah. it's rarely happening and teachers are, you know, they're used to being told off and uh they are not used to being encouraged they use yeah. Yeah, they encourage their kids mostly but there is very very little room for them to be encouraged yeah 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 i understand so uh, speaking about the uh, teachers and schools uh you work with um so who's paying for your services it can be school itself the school itself. In, uh, municipality, for example, we're signing now a three-year deal with our um, capital uh, city municipality to cover all schools in the city. Or it can be uh, technology companies uh, who are working locally and are investing into teachers just to strengthen future talents mm, and mm, quality of education. So it's very, very mixed. And um, it, it can be grants as well or partnerships with uh, other companies, but may, may, mainly it's uh, municipalities and schools. It's very interesting, the uh, partnerships with uh, local tech companies. Uh, are they investing that as uh, philanthropy or is it an investment in a future qualified workforce? I think both. Uh, I think it's a, it's a way to... It's a way to kind of at least do something about the quality of educational systems because, sure. you know, it just happens that technology industries attract most of the talent from all industries now. So I don't see the difference between any industry and technology industry in, in five, six years. So every industry, it will eventually be technology industry. Uh, let me ask you, what's your um, way in with uh, schools mm -hmm. uh, with principals what uh, what is your marketing strategy if you like or your uh, uh, networking strategy calls really <laughs> we call a lot really? I, I could give you a magic wand and say you know we have this funnel but at the end of the day uh, our team gets a list and we just start calling most of the team is calling wow. when we need because now we're working with 500 out of 750 schools in Lithuania. So in the next next two weeks, we're planning to hit the rest. <laughs> so yeah. it's going to be a lot of calls. But of course, calling is in the context. It means that we already might have a teacher learning with us in that school. We might, you know... Um, send a letter through municipality and then call. So there's a lot of work done around it, but kind of the nothing, nothing crazy, just a simple warm conversation to get acquainted and to start, to start partnership because, and we see that in the next year, 
um, kind of client service wise will be investing heavily into serving principals because if they don't understand what their teachers are doing it will be very hard for them to support them and to encourage them so we will work on that as well uh, what's the story behind your first uh, customers uh, how did you manage to get them on board oh hmm. i think there's um there were um there were two types. One one part of our early customers were teachers who were uh, part of the pilot project we did with Google, and they just wanted to work uh, with us uh, furthermore. And uh, when we were uh, pivoting to teachers lead tech, uh, we did some open lessons in the beginning of the pandemic. And um, those teachers simply invited their colleagues to look at us but uh, at that time it seemed that we're doing something uh, and that pilot is really helping and we we're attracting teachers but now when I look back I think it was a combination of luck and timing and and everything and of course a good partner in the Vilnius municipality because they um, it, um, Vilnius as a capital uh, they took uh, a bet and they said we want to invest in computational thinking skills early on in our city sure. and we want to serve sure. kids today so I think it was a combination of an amazing partner and brave teachers and I hope we'll repeat that success in other markets we go to. What was the partnership with Google project that you mentioned? We received, as I said, when when we were still working as an NGO, we we received a grant from Google.org, yeah. and um, we started piloting with primary school teachers. We did three month courses. We we tried to squeeze three models in three month courses, um, and uh, you know we tried to give them as much as possible without realizing that it's too much to them. So it's um, we had to unlearn our beliefs of how, what's the pace of learning for the teacher and to settle into their pace to actually uh, serve them and stick to the school year rather than short courses. But this program kind of uh, gave a set of first example of what uh, teachers lead tech could do and uh, uh, was probably uh, instrumental to you gaining your first clients, uh, uh, apparently the Vilnius municipality. Is that the case? I think it's, it was, uh, it, I think it was crucial in terms of us committing to primary school teachers. Sure. As an audience, because uh, working with Google, uh, uh, Google.org grant was also pivotal in terms of um, understanding that if we won't build a sustainable product, we won't solve the problem uh, in in the long run because we will be one of those projects who comes, teases teachers with one course, and you know, project ends, we leave, goodbye. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and we want to be next to the teacher for a year or two or even three. Yeah. So it's usually impossible in terms in in the in the frame of a project. So we need to, and also also if you want to scale massively you need a technological solution and i think sure. it's 
we've learned so much um, with through the google.org grant and um, I'm really, really grateful to them for their trust and just, you know, Definitely. investing openly into whatever might work for the future prosperity. Did you already know at the time that uh, after launching the project with google.org, you would continue into what Teachers Lead Tech is nowadays or more or less? I understood that after uh, we've launched the uh, google.org program in spring 2019. And after the first month, it was obvious to me that this is a scaling opportunity. Sure. But I was sure. really, really resistant because I knew that I will have to do it again to build another company while still in a company. And then when we kind of already committed to Teachers Lead Tech, pandemic hit. And now, you know, I, I was a mom of three young children saving one business, raising for another business. So it's... Um, I was really, really resisting uh, to the idea of uh, launching a startup <laughs> because I knew how much yeah. energy it will require. But that thought of uh, that thought of what we can do and how we can serve teachers just couldn't leave me. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, and here we are. <laughs> So when are you going to finally launch uh, in other countries in Europe? I, you've, you've mentioned it a few times uh, during our interview today, but can you give me a more precise date or time frame that we can look out to? I, 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 I'd, I'd love to give you precise dates, but I give you my dream dates today. Uh, yeah. So we'd love to launch in Poland in February uh, 2022 because we have two cohorts per year we either uh onboard teachers in september or in the midst of the school year and then fingers crossed we might launch in italy in september um and um that would be uh, amazing because um it's impossible um to understand that italy has uh the same amount of kids in primary school education which is nearly three million which is the number of people in Lithuania. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, so it's just crazy yeah. to understand how much potential there is. And yeah. of course, I, I, I just don't know. I was, when we started, we, we thought, you know, we'll go to Asia, maybe, maybe to Scandinavia, maybe we should do something crazy. But now the more I think, the more I see, you know, there's so much room to, to make actual improvements in Europe. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. so much space yeah. and there's so much attention needed to educational systems in Europe. Yes. I think that's where we'll focus for the next two or three years. Very needed and very needed in Italy for sure, uh, I confirm. And I really look, look forward to seeing uh, Teachers Lead Tech grow in Europe, uh, starting from the example you've set in Lithuania. Uh, great example for sure. Um, hopefully Poland and uh, definitely hopefully Italy and, uh, uh, and uh, the rest of Europe. Uh, thanks a lot for being with us today, uh, Monica. And uh, I look forward to seeing your development. Thank you, Luigi. Best of luck. Thank you.